Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of A Hit to the Head. As we always are here on the show, we're excited to bring you our recap of the previous week of the NFL season. Later on in the show, like always, we give you our top five matchups of the upcoming weekend and our power rankings of the NFL. Now, we're looking back at week nine of the 2020 NFL season and looking ahead to week 10. Now, without further ado, Let's skip back to our recap. Just relax, kick your feet up, unless you're driving, and enjoy the show. Thursday night matchup, you had the Green Bay Packers facing off against the San Francisco 49ers in what was hyped up to be a really good rematch of last year's NFC Championship game. Um, But that obviously wasn't the case because every single player from last year's championship game for the 49ers who had a touch or yard did not play in this matchup against Green Bay. I'll say that again. Every player for the San Francisco 49ers last year who had a yard or touch against Green Bay did not play against them this year in Week 9. And that's a big reason as to why this game was over by the first half. Going into the locker room, the score was 21-3. Rodgers already had a handful of touchdowns. Devontae Adams tore it up. Uh when it was all said and done, Rodgers finished with four touchdowns, 300-plus yards. Devontae Adams, 170-plus receiving yards and a touchdown. You could say they have a pretty solid connection. As it was on full display on the Packers' 34-17 win in Week 9. You know, you feel bad for some of these teams. And then on the same hand, you really don't. Anyways, the Atlanta Falcons won 34-17 themselves. Against the Denver Broncos, running back Todd Gurley for the Falcons. He may not have any knees anymore, but hey, it's no problem for him. He's still scoring touchdowns, scoring so many as a matter of fact, that he just surpassed Hall of Fame Eric Dickerson for the six most touchdowns by running back in their first six years with 78 rushing touchdowns. Thank you very much. One thing to note here in this match is the Falcons have allowed 300 or more passing yards in 7 out of 9 games in 2020. That's the worst in the NFL. In this game alone, they let up 313 to Drew Locke of the Broncos. Uh, Denver, it's obvious they're not a very good team now, but I think they're building a solid future. Uh, I like Drew Locke. Uh He's still got a little bit to prove, though, to show that he's their franchise quarterback. Speaking of iffy quarterbacks, you already know who I'm going to target in this upcoming game. The Baltimore Ravens were able to fight back the Indianapolis Colts in that tough, tough defense. Uh, as they won the game here 24-10, Baltimore is now 6-2 and in the season. Hey, I guess Baltimore really can come from behind. As they came out of the locker room in the second half, and showed out Indianapolis 17 to nothing. Now, I need to ask a serious question. Is there too much pressure on Lamar Jackson, or not enough? Because I'm really leaning towards not enough pressure on him. Baltimore may be 6-2, but it's not because of Lamar Jackson. As he only has three games on the 2020 campaign with 200 or more passing yards. 
my brother, you have all the athleticism in the world, more than I could ever dream of, but you're a quarterback in the NFL, and the fundamentals of playing at that position is being able to throw the ball. And from what I've seen thus far, he can't and he won't. And that's exactly why defenses are starting to call out the plays at the line of scrimmage for the Baltimore Ravens. Sweet Christmas, what happened in the Seattle Seahawks. They lost to the Buffalo Bills 44-34. to Oh my god. Josh Allen, 415 yards, three touchdowns. And a rushing touchdown, too. Bruh. Jamal Adams, first game back. One and a half sacks. He's once again tied for the team lead with three and a half on the year. Come on, man. Strong safety can't be tied for the lead in sacks on your defense. When you see that, you got a big problem. That's why Seattle traded for Carlos Dunlap from the Cincinnati Bengals. Defensive lineman to try to spark something from their pass rush. But hey, let's look on the bright side. While the pass defense looked worse somehow, Seattle's run defense did look a little better. So, you guys got that going for you. Nice work, fellas. Our next game, you had the Kansas City Chiefs who were biting their nails at the end of this matchup against the Carolina Panthers. Came down to a field goal attempt at the end of the game. Would have been the longest in NFL history. Goes up and... Oh, God. Um, hey, Carolina did what they could here against the Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's Chris Jones. It's Travis Kelsey. It's Tyreek Hill. And... Oh my god. 300 plus pass yards, two touchdowns in the air, two touchdowns on the ground. What bothered me the most for Carolina, though, Christian McCaffrey finally came back. And now he's gone again because Carolina just kept feeding him in what should have been just, you know, easing him back into the workload. Coming off a high ankle sprain, you don't want to give him too many touches. But Carolina clearly blew in from stupid town as they thought it was best to give him 28 touches on the day 18 rushes 10 targets in the pass game yeah he's gonna ball out because that's what Christian McCaffrey does however not only did they lose the game to the Chiefs but now Christian McCaffrey's injured with his shoulder man look at us with all these good matchups hey who would have thought huh uh, oh oh spoke too soon Houston Texans versus Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, at least they were kind enough to keep it to one score game. Texans beat the Jags 27 to 25 here. Ah, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Jacksonville. You're hot garbage. It's time to sever for Trevor. It's time to tank for Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence because what other option do you have? You clearly don't trust Gardner Minshew to be your franchise guy for whatever reason. Guy can run, he can throw, he has good intangibles, he's a beauty. Don't get it. Uh, speaking of rebuilds, you see Houston and J.J. Watt, they're not really on the same terms. J.J. Watt doesn't want to stay for another rebuild. So it, it's starting to look more and more as though they should have dished him out at the deadline, try to 
at least pick up some draft picks given that they don't have a first or second rounder in 2021 draft. So not only are they brutal, but they don't have any draft picks coming up. So yeah. Next up, Dalvin Cook beating the Detroit Lions 34 to 20. Yeah, that's right. Not the Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Cook. Yeah, that man can't be stopped. Uh, against Green Bay in Week 8, he had 226 total yards, four touchdowns, mind you. Um, against Detroit in this game, he had another 250 total yards. Uh, two touchdowns as well. Um, he's pretty good at football. Kirk Cousins, they're they're starting to give him a little bit of a more push. You know, he's not on a leash anymore, or at least for one game. So he had three touchdowns and no picks. That's good for him. You like that. You like that. All is good for Minnesota when you feed Dalvin Cook. All's good in the world when you feed him. For Detroit. Uh, you guys don't really have a bright future. I'm sorry, but also not sorry at the same time. Okay, I, uh, I think all the bad games are out of the way. Oh, no, there's another. Ah, New York Giants, Washington football team. Uh, why does this division have to be absolutely abhorrent? All right, uh, New York, they won 23-20. to Awesome. Uh, not awesome. They were outscored 17-3 in the second half. I don't know how that happens. You know, uh, Washington, they're not a good football team. But at the same time, neither are you. Quick question. Um, who's Wayne Gallman for the Giants running back? Uh, he's in gear four. He's a rushing touchdown in three straight games. He's 26 years old. Mm, he's drafted fourth round, 2017. This is the kind of stuff you look at for... Teams like this, you know, teams that are so bad that you start talking about mid to late round draft picks. Uh, you like to hear these kind of stories, though, because, you know, it's good for them. Not good for the team. No, no, bad for the team. Uh, but good for them. You know, it's a good story to tell their kids. Let's keep on keeping on. Tennessee Titans beat the Chicago Bears 24-17. to Titans are back on top now. They're 6-2 after dropping two straight games for some reason. Uh, Chicago Bears are madly inconsistent. And it's to the point where, I don't know if Nick Foles is the guy anymore. Uh, he's he's a good quarterback when he's got the things going for him, like protection in the pocket, receivers getting open, um, you know, a, a solid run game to balance the offense. But he doesn't have any of that in Chicago. Doesn't have an offensive line. Run game is the worst in the NFL. Receivers, outside of Allen Robinson, you can line me up out there and I'll get the same results for you. I do want to say this, though, about the Titans. I think Derrick Henry's losing the crown as the number one running back in the NFL. He's just been too inconsistent lately. I mean, I know he's dominating in games where he's playing well. However, there are some other backs in the NFL right now who are just balling out of their freaking minds, like Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. Uh, those guys are studs, and they've been a lot more consistent than Henry, which leads me to believe that he's not the number one guy anymore. Moving on, in the NFL today, no one shoots themselves in the foot more than the LA Chargers. They lost yet another game by one score. 
I don't know if you've ever built a Lego set before, but you know when you get towards the end and there's just this small little stud that's preventing you from just finishing this absolute masterpiece of a Lego set. And you start losing your mind and that's when your trust issues come in and you start accusing your family of stealing it. And then your older brother is like, what's the matter with you? And calls you a psychopath, but really he's the one hiding the piece in his pocket and he's just watching your world meltdown. Well, that's what head coach Anthony Lynn is like for the LA Chargers. I want you to think of the little brother as the fans of the Chargers in the Lego set as rookie quarterback Justin Herbert in a winning record. The little piece that Anthony Lynn has in his pocket is his successful game plan for winning games. Now, for some reason, Anthony Lynn just wants the fans to be miserable because he's preventing Justin Herbert from emerging as a superstar and his team from winning games as he refuses to give them a successful game plan. Alright, let's talk about something that's suspect over down in Miami right now. The Miami Dolphins, they're 5-3 and three on the season right now. 5-3. and three. Just beat the Arizona Cardinals 34-31. to 31. What's going on down there? What is Brian Flores doing? Something ain't right. They shouldn't be a winning team. They shouldn't have hope. That's not what the Dolphins are. The Dolphins are supposed to be the laughing stock of the NFL. You're supposed to say, oh, at least we're not the Dolphins. No, because the Dolphins are winning games. They're second in their division. Who let this happen? It's the Miami Dolphins. They're winning games. This really is 2020. I don't need sleep. I need answers about this. Miami's playing really well. Great defense by the former linebackers coach of the New England Patriots. Brian Flores, who was hired a couple seasons ago as a new head coach of the Finns. Uh, they've been building a really deep prospect pool up and down the roster, highlighted by Alabama quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Came in the 2020 draft class, showed up against Kyler Murray. He said, how you doing, before kicking him in the groin and throwing for 248 yards and two touchdowns on the day. Uh, I'm scared. Speaking of banana lands... The Pittsburgh Steelers almost suffered their first loss in the 2020 season to the Dallas Cowboys of all teams. Steelers came out on top though, 24-19. They continue to be 8-0 on the season. Hello! Big Ben is vibing. 18 touchdowns on the year, 4 interceptions, 1,900 passing yards. What happened to Zeke, man? What happened to that bad dude from Ohio State who took the league by storm? He's in a bigger hole now than when Shia LaBeouf was in the movie Holes. In 2020, he's averaging 63.5 rushing yards a game. That's a career low. His previous worst was 85 in 2019. In nine starts, Ezekiel Elliott's only averaging 16.7 rushes a game. And while I know Mike McCarthy, head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, who was hired in the offseason, he never really was a big fan of the run game. But it doesn't change the fact that Zeke's only averaging 3.8 yards per attempt, which is a career low in itself. And he's surely not at fault for Zeke's five fumbles in nine games. Elliott needs to figure it out because his big contract extension is starting to look like a big mistake. For the Dallas Cowboys. We are getting down to the wire here. 
New Orleans Saints showed up Tampa Bay Buccaneers again. 38-3. Hot dog. Tom Brady is 0-2 versus Saints this year. In addition to that, 5 out of 7 of his interceptions in 2020 are against the Saints. Which leads me to my next note. New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees set a new record. Nothing new there. As he became the first quarterback to beat Tom Brady twice in a single regular season. His first quarterback to do it. No surprise that he's the one to break the record because he's been doing that a lot lately. Moving away from the quarterbacks, let's talk about the receivers. Two big names in this matchup. He had Michael Thomas in his first game back. He only had, you know, five receptions, 50 yards or so. Antonio Brown came in as well, his first game with the Bucks, And they just tried to abuse him in the pass game because Bucks head coach Bruce Arians thought, nah, Antonio Brown's going to be game ready. He's been working out this whole time, brother. I don't care who you are. If you take a full year off the game, your first game back probably isn't going to be a record-setting debut. You're probably going to get a few receptions and a handful of yards. And that's what happened here. And for the last game of Week 9 in our recap here, the New England Patriots were able to keep the gag going as the New York Jets are now 0-9. They have 9 losses, 0 wins in 2020. It's the first time that's ever happened in franchise history for New York. On top of that, they blew a 20-10 lead in the first half. Jets quarterback Joe Flacco, he was starting to look like the guy who won the Super Bowl for the Ravens a few years back. But in the second half, he looked like he was the backup for the Jets again. Quarterback Cam Newton for the Patriots. Look, man, we're never going to see Superman Cam again. You know, it, it's just not going to happen. He's, he's too high up there in age and all the injuries accumulating. But, hey... He he's still gonna he's gonna win games here and there. He'll break a couple records like he did in this game. He scored his 66th touchdown in the fourth quarter. It's the most by quarterback in NFL history. So props to him. You know he's no scrub, but he's never gonna be the same again. And I feel that the sooner everyone accepts that, the better it'll be for not only the Patriots but for him as well. Now with the week 9 recap out of the way, like we always do, we do our top 5 games of the week. Let's roll it off with tonight's matchup, the Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. The Colts, they're coming off a rough loss against the Baltimore Ravens. You know, they had the first half lead and they blew it in the second, you know how it goes. Tennessee Titans, they're getting back on schedule here. They're getting back on track. They dropped two straight like I mentioned earlier in the show. But they're still 6-2 on the season. That's a pretty good record. Uh, it, it's going to be a really good duel here. You, you know Derrick Henry's going to get fed here. You know they're going to feed Derrick Henry. It's a Thursday night game. He tears it up every Thursday night. Um, it's going to come down to defense, though. And there's no defense, I feel, is more able to handle Derrick Henry than Indianapolis. So that's why I'm going to take the Colts here in this matchup. Again... It's 8.20 p.m. Thursday, tonight, Indianapolis Colts at Tennessee Titans. I got the Colts taking this one.
marching on. We got a redemption game for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers, 1 o'clock p.m. Sunday. You'd have to think Tom Brady and his squad of absolute ballers are going to come hungry, right? You'd have to think they're absolutely disgusted by their loss to the New Orleans Saints 38-3 last week. They're coming in with some fire, and as much as I rave about the Panthers, their foolish mistake of risking Christian McCaffrey last week, uh, it, it's going to cost them big, especially in this matchup here. They're just not going to be able to handle the wrath of the Buccaneers, and that's why, you know, this is kind of a no-brainer. You take the Bucks here. 1 o'clock p.m. Sunday, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to beat the Carolina Panthers on the road. Next up, we have the 7-2 Buffalo Bills at Arizona Cardinals, 4.05 p.m. Sunday. I like this matchup a lot. I mean, the Buffalo Bills proved a lot to me last week, saying that, hey, we're a legitimate team. And the Arizona Cardinals, they're a little embarrassed losing to Miami. Despite them being a good team, it it's far from what's expected from this Cardinals offense. Uh, Kyler Murray's definitely going to be looking to play with a chip on his shoulder against Buffalo. He's going to look to sling. He's going to look to run. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a really good shootout matchup here. I'm hoping Josh Allen can repeat a similar performance to last week so it can be really good television. Um, but I like the Buffalo Bills in this matchup just because they're, they're a lot more well-rounded than Arizona. I lost a lot of confidence in the Cardinals and their loss to Miami. And I gained a lot of confidence in Buffalo and their win over Seattle. So that's why I got Buffalo here. Uh, again, Bills at Cardinals, 4.05 p.m. Sunday. I got the Bills taking this. Our second to last game in the top five matchups this weekend. You have the Seattle Seahawks going into L.A. to face the Rams, 4.25 p.m. Sunday. The Seahawks, they're very disappointed after losing to the Bills in the fashion they did, 44-34. Russell Wilson, a bad game himself, an anomaly, one would say. So he's going to look to rebound against the L.A. Rams. Uh, Rams have been hit or miss, especially as of late. In the beginning of the season, the Rams were looking like they are going to be contenders once again. However, they've dropped some bad games along the road. And so I'll admit my confidence in them has been shaken a bit. And despite Aaron Donald being the best defender in the NFL, the unquestionably best defender in the NFL, the Seattle Seahawks are still going to take this game just because Russell Wilson's going to be slinging it. Again, Seattle Seahawks facing off against the LA Rams. That's 4.25 p.m. Sunday. I got Seattle taking this. All right, last game, top five. We have the Minnesota Vikings going into Chicago to face off against the Bears on Monday night primetime, 8.15 p.m. Uh, despite both of their records, you know, Vikings were 3-5, and five, Bears are 5-4. and four. The Vikings proved in Week 8 when they beat the Green Bay Packers that their record means nothing. Packers were 5-1 and one at the time, whereas the Vikings were 1-5, and five, and Vikings slaughtered them. So don't read too much into these records. Uh, Bears and Vikings, it's always a good matchup because the NFC North, those teams despise each other. They loathe each other. Um, but the way Dalvin Cook has just been balling out of his mind, uh, 
you can't go wrong with picking Minnesota here. As as fearsome as Chicago's defense is, can't say the same about their offense. Their offense, I don't know what's going on with them. They're a joke. Uh, Minnesota, they're very well-rounded. I like them in this game. Uh, again, 8.15 p.m. Monday, primetime. Minnesota Vikings at Chicago Bears. I got Minnesota. Just before we let you off the hook, you know we got to hit you with our top five teams and our power rankings without wasting any time. Let's kick it off with number one. You already know who it is. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. They're 8-1. Patrick Mahomes, he's coming off another almost 400 passing yard game, four touchdowns. They can't be stopped. You could throw anything in the kitchen sink at them, and they won't be phased. Let's go to number two, Pittsburgh Steelers. You already know. They're 8-0. How can you write them off? Best defense, best offense. Most well-rounded team in the NFL by far. No one comes close. Number three, Buffalo Bills shoot up here because they're 7-2. They're coming off a really good win against the Seattle Seahawks, showing them who's the dog here. And I like them a lot. Josh Allen's playing with a lot of confidence. Let's go to number four, New Orleans Saints. You can't write them off because they just beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in such a dominant fashion, 38-3. to Who does that against the Bucs who are balling like that? Let's go to number five, Green Bay Packers. They're jumping in and out of this matchup, but hey, Aaron Rodgers is such a stud, and you combine him with Devontae Adams, nobody can stop them, and Aaron Jones is starting to come back from his injury. Look out, NFL. So again, that's the Chiefs at number one still. Steelers remain at number two. Bills hop up to number three. Saints number four. And the Packers are number five in our power rankings heading into week 10. All right, folks, that just about does it. Earlier in the show, we had our week nine recap. We hope you enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun recording that. Uh, we hope you enjoy our top five games of this weekend and our week 10 predictions. Can't believe it's week 10 already. Sheesh. And as we always ended off the show, we did our top five power rankings. And you can join the discussion on Twitter. Simply give us your take, at a hit to the head, and tell us who you feel should be in the top five of the NFL. With that being said, that's all we got for you today. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Share it with your friends and family and dog. And we'll see you all in the next episode. Take care.